What's good, internet, and welcome to session 84 of Super GG Radio. Where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I keep having to, like, check the number. I'm, I'm afraid that I'm just going to start saying, like, welcome to, eight, to episode 89 or something. And just, it was like, no, that was episode 70. No, we already did that to you, so okay. you're good, bro. I am your host and beatless boss, Alex Arona. Yeah, I said it. I'm the boss of the beat list. Man, those bees are going to be coming through hard. It also helps I deleted everyone else's list but my own. Welcome contributor to the show, Eric Getty Gettinger. Good luck beating me now. Oh, Alex, behold the power of analog copies. (laughs) No! Foiled again! Well, anyways... Uh, let's see how much we suck at parking and early adopters. Chat with the news and then play some non Mega Mega Man. Non Mega Man Mega Man. There we go. In the back of First. Actually, are, are we gonna play some non Mega Mega Man? Well, you tell me. Or should we get. You know what? Let's let's punt it. You know, let's go off uh, off script here, Alex. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk Doom this week. Oh, what the Doom golf in the. Uh, we could we could do what the golf. Uh, it's guys, it's a, a duo cast this week. Yep. We had to we had to improvise, so we don't have Jolie Bear here. We're missing him real bad. We miss you real bad, Joel. Please come. Please, I can't stand this guy, and I don't think he can stand me either. Nope. But first. Early Adopters, where we play alphas, betas, and games that test our driving ability. First game we played, You Suck at Parking. No, You Suck at Parking. <laughs> we played a game <laughs> called You Suck at Parking. A, I, I would call this less of a driving game and more of a puzzle game, would you puzzle, say? Puzzle, yeah. Yeah, I could see that it's... But you do need to be able to manipulate the, the brake and the gas pretty well in order to succeed. So... It does have some driving elements. So what we're talking about here is a, a kind of cartoony, top-down puzzle-slash-driving game where you're given a car. Uh, sometimes it's a car, sometimes it's a moving truck, and you have to find a way to drive it to the other side of the map and park within the designated parking space. And depending on how well you are able to park it in the space, you can get additional time on the clock because it's timed. Yep. And it's not always the just a, a straight road or a curved road. A lot of times they have uh, barriers on the side that will make you explode. Sick jumps that go around S-curves. And other kind of crazy situations that you're, you're, where your parking spot would be. And it's not like multiple spots. It's just like a, uh, a rectangle. If you're anywhere kind of near the rectangle, it counts. Uh, and of course, if you, de- if you lose, it will tell you you suck at parking. Yeah, it'll give you a score based on how well you do at the end of each map. <laughs> I, I actually didn't, uh, I, I should say, didn't get any, but uh, most of the time I got at least, uh, you're great at parking. There were a couple like, you're meh at parking, but it didn't tell me once that I suck. So I feel accomplished. Oh no, I got that like pretty consistently. <laughs> that you suck at parking? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... You're driving on this top-down, not not top-down, but angled-down level, and these cars look a little like cell-shaded, cartoony rally cars almost. Mm-hmm. So I like the moving truck. Oh, I yeah. thought it was kind of <laughs> kind of hilarious that they would throw moving trucks in there because uh, I'll let you keep going, but I, I want to spoil it a little bit. Sometimes there'll be multiple parking spaces, so you have to move multiple cars into the parking spaces. Yeah, and... In those cases, you if you move a car, there's no reverse. So if you go drive your car and you don't you drive past the spot, you have to circle around. But if you stop too long, that car is pretty much done, and then they just give you a new car to try to park. So it gives you multiple cars that vary in between. So yeah, you'll get a moving van or something like that. But uh, otherwise, it's pretty cheerful, pretty pretty fun, pretty silly. Getty, what did you think about your experience with this? Oh, I thought this was really fun and amusing. Uh, it reminded me a bit of that that other game. Uh, I think it was Radical Relocation. Yes. Uh, in a way. So Radical Relocation, we talked about that. It feels like forever ago on the podcast. And that one, you have to stack items strategically on the car and then drive it from point A to point B. In this one, 
you still have to be able to drive the car, but it. I, I think most of the comparison is probably in the style of the game. Um, I do really appreciate the the different wacky things that they did in this game uh, with the level design, and even in the main like map area where you can drive to the different different levels. Mm-hmm. There's these like jump pads. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting to see a jump pad for the cars because once you drive it downhill, uh, it's a little bit difficult to get it back uphill. So you can drive over a jump pad and it'll pop you back up uh, at the top. But it seemed uh, for the demo, it had quite a bit of the gameplay already. I was really surprised by how many levels they were just throwing out there for you to test. And, And the thing about it is that with these types of games, you can take this this straightforward premise and expand upon it to make it wacky and and just crazy and completely implausible and, and impossible. But you know, like again, throwing jump pads in there, or you're making the the sides make your car automatically explode. You can throw lava pits and fire and different obstacles in the way and uh, all these jumps and loop-de-loops and it'll just be uh, a ton of fun especially again in these kinds of puzzle games it just reminds me a lot of uh, like the idea of like moving out that game moving out Mm -hmm. taking up a basic puzzle premise and then throwing in all the wackiness in there that makes it have so much personality and charm my question is what do you think is an appropriate price point for a game like this Ooh, okay Okay, uh, I could see it being at, at, I could see it being up to thirty. I can't imagine it going much further than that. You really think they would charge thirty for it? I I don't know how much more content they're gonna toss out with the main game when it comes out. I for what it is right now, mm-hmm. like everything right now, I would pay ten dollars. If they're gonna add significantly more, then I feel like it would it might be worth it. But I don't know. I probably draw a hard line at 15 bucks max for this game unless there's significant upgrades to it or things that they haven't shown us in the demo see the problem i have is that my my minimum of like just whatever i'll click the buy button without even thinking is like 20 dollars. so that's kind of where i was like okay 20 dollars it's dangerous. Like not even a thought that's that's real dangerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How much fake Steam currency do you have? I I don't have any fake Steam currency. Mm-mm. But again, nope. whenever whenever you there's do. like a, a a Nintendo eShop sale, it's like, well, I could probably just pick up all four of these games, and just, it's less than a you know a main title of uh, you know a brand new game at PS4. So you don't remember when Steam introduced to the. Was it the cosmetic shop, and you get money based on how much you've spent in the store over all the years? That's the fake currency I'm talking about. Oh, I thought you were talking about selling all of that fake currency or those hats and those trading cards for actual currency. Which oh, I don't no, not, not that stuff. I'm talking about the shame currency, where it makes you look at how much you've spent on the store over all of the years and truly contemplate life. Point shop. That's what it is. No, I don't want to. Do, I, don't, I don't want to do that. How's your point shop balance look? Probably I need real, to know, Alex. Real bad. Real bad. I don't know. <laughs> You have to tell me. I'm just shy of 25000 I don't know. Where do you find that? If you're in Steam, mm-hmm. you just go to the point shop under store. Mm. Points points shop. I'm going to have to do Sorry, this. Sorry, my Midwestern uh, accent here is terrible today. I'll have to keep hunting for this because I don't know where that is. You have uh, to tell me oh, because I feel like yours is shop. real shameful. Oh, probably. I can't imagine. It wouldn't be. Uh, while it's loading... Uh, Speaking of momentum and moving forward, especially with that you suck at parking, also, <laughs> I played Unrailed. Un- uh, it's actually not that bad. 16,000 points. Really? Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound right. I also got into Steam real late. I didn't get into Steam until past the 360 days. I, I was oh. World of Warcraft straight through up until like 360. Maybe I have some outstanding stuff from back in the day. Shucks. All right. Oh, wait. I played Unrailed. Unrailed is voxel art uh, a la Minecraft, which we'll talk about later. And you and a friend will take an axe and chop down trees. 
You grab your axe with the A button, and then you walk up to a tree, and it automatically starts chopping. You do the pickaxe, and you bring it to a rock, and it will automatically start breaking down the pickaxe. You take those two resources, wood and iron, put them in the back of a train, and the train will automatically make, uh, was it, uh, rails. So the goal is to build the railroad? Exactly. And the train will be going not very slowly, but nonstop. And you have to get the train from point A to point B while creating enough rails while also avoiding the, the hazards of creatures and people taking all of your resources like random NPCs or taking apart your railroad, which is real. Wait, so people will come and take apart your railroad as you're building it? Yeah. Oh, that's that's evil. Yeah. And, I like that. And then uh, also, if your train gets, enough, uh, gets hot enough, it will set all the cars on fire and you have to get a bucket and water and pour it out onto the train to get the cars to not be on fire. How does one make their train too hot? That engine gets real hot, man. Have you ever seen Back to the Future 3? This is the second episode in the row we've discussed Back to the Future. <laughs> Where we've referenced Back to the Future? Yep. yep. That's that's real weird. So uh, voxel graphics to uh, this game that has you know Minecraft world, but you are basically trying to keep a train running, building all the railroads in front of it to get it from point A to point B. There is a versus system where... Me and another player or a, an NPC can be doing the, doing that on top of the screen while you and another NPC partner or another partner, uh, player partner, would be doing the same. But it, the train has an extra car where if you put in steel, it will shoot a bomb at you. So I can put in iron and it'll shoot a bomb on your map <laughs> to try to blow up part of your rail. Trying to bomberman me? Exactly. Get shit out of here. Yep. And there, if you put in wood, it does something else. I'm trying to remember. And that's kind of the game. You can do it endless, or you can do set stages that it creates that are randomized, and you get little costumes and different outfits. The problem is, is that it's kind of far away view. It's the same kind of view as you suck at parking, where it's like top down almost, but angled. And because of that, you have to see the whole map. It's very hard to see details. And like they have like, oh, you can collect all these different character costumes, but I can't see them that well. It's not so a, it's not worth it. it yeah. For the costumes, at least. Exactly. That and then the train is pretty slow moving. So even in the most frantic, it doesn't seem like it, the, it doesn't get chaotic. It just it just gets an even keel of, OK, that was kind of fun. That's kind of where my mode has been throughout it. Uh, I got I got a code for review, so I'm gonna be working on that. But it just seems like it's an even keel of oh okay, yeah, that was cool. Next level, Alex. Let me ask you: mm-hmm. uh, you uh, did you end up playing Darksiders, the Genesis? Not yet. I own you it. You haven't. Okay. All right. That's the way that you described having a difficulty with the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the biggest hiccup of that game, and I'm sure that we'll get an opportunity to talk about it on another on another stream or another podcast. For sure. It's just, it takes away so much from games when you really want to be up close and see the action, uh, and uh, they just force that camera angle on you. It's, it's really heartbreaking. You know, I'm a huge fan of the Darksiders series, Same so here. I... Uh, I feel your pain when it comes to here. You can get these really neat different uh, costumes that you can put on the characters, but you're going to have a real hard time seeing them. It's well, the other part is that the loading screen is different. Like they'll put one of the characters in their costume, you know, chopping out a tree or working on the train and they, they do it in a close up, and it looks like a beautiful diorama of these really well crafted Lego creatures that they've, built in these models and they're just like oh he's running around with the wood cool now do it but from real far away i can't appreciate anything yeah so the game's fun the game's fun but even in the most chaotic i'm still just not really freaking out and and that's that's where my kind of fun is is that that chaos that comes with an overcooked or a moving out or any of those crazy party games and this is just an even like okay yeah pretty good so it's not going to make an appearance on our tournament of power if we uh, go ahead with it this year. That's kind of what I'm saying. Yes, yes, yeah. there isn't a lot of energy there. 
not like a gang beasts where everybody's like standing up and screaming and falling out of their chairs at the same time. Exactly. There's not going to be a lot yeah. of screaming and shouting over like your train crashing, your train crashing. And you're like, oh, that kind of sucks. <laughs> not going to be able to trash talk like, yeah, I'm going to build this railroad real good. How All do you like that, face. Alex? <laughs> Take this lumber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, not not as much energy. I mean, it's no uh, 30XX, which ah. there's lots of energy there. That's that's a transition right there, if I've ever heard one. Getty, I brought to you 30XX. You brought Mega Man. This is Mega Man. Have you... Okay, <laughs> we're going to talk about it. Uh, I, mean, I guess we're not going to really... Actually, we changed it up. But 20XX is a Mega Man roguelike. 30XX looks a little bit more pixelated and a little bit om- more of a... It, you know what it looks like? It looks like Mega Man X. It does. The first in, in 20X and 20XX... It is very cartoony, very smoothed over, uh, very Mega Man, where she looks kind of like a, just a cool cartoony character. In 30XX, she looks like an adult. That main character looks like an adult. And she is messing stuff up with that Mega Buster. Well, she can't call it a Mega Buster. Hand, hand Blaster, because Hand Blaster. <laughs> <laughs> and it is uh, Mega Man levels, procedurally generated. Which means that there are multiple paths, which is what I like about it. And you get upgrades that will carry over from run to run. See, uh, I hadn't realized that this was a rogue-ish game. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I played, I tried both of the characters just to get a feel for it. And uh, what's the sword guy? His name is Ace. Yes, Ace. Yeah, he's he is zero. There's no hiding the <laughs> fact. And the, the girl character... Um, she is definitely Mega Man. Like these, these are like transplanted from that, that game into this iteration. And I'm gonna tell you, I love Mega Man. It felt great. And to find out that the the maps are procedurally generated, that actually would make me want to play it even more. Did now with that? Did you were you, first off? Did you figure out the dash? There's a tutorial in 20XX, but the, with this demo, this or this pre-alpha demo, it doesn't give you any tutorial, so I didn't know if you figured out the dash part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I figured out how to dash. I figured out how to... I. It was weird because the demo, I feel like it let me do more than I was expecting to be able to. I found like a hidden armor piece mm-hmm. um, pretty early on, and I was like, well, I, I feel like that might not need to be in here but also uh the game over is definitely a game over yeah <laughs> it's it's not uh, very forgiving there were a couple of times where i was like this uh so i want to say that i started with yeah i started with ace just to see how well it would be able to do or see how far i could get with him because i was expecting the same kind of same kind of issues where i'd have to get up close to the monsters uh the machine enemies and yeah it, it was very difficult to get very far without having a grasp of the character's movement and his attacks and he does have a, a short ranged attack but it's not a mega buster it definitely makes it more difficult yeah uh and on the other side playing as the the regular character she has that mega buster which makes it easier to pretty much do everything uh, a lot of enemies don't have defenses against it and the tiles <laughs> the platforming challenges of course you have to shoot the the tile and it'll make a platform appear yeah yeah it wouldn't be mega man-esque without one of those see so, i i even so found a um pain. a bonus hard like hard challenge like level that oh yeah you... i found one of those too yeah that was now was that you do some more advanced platforming with those with those shoot the the gem to make a platform appear challenges and then I got I received a, the ability to that occasionally uh, killing an enemy would heal me a little bit which that's something I got to tell you when I played 20xx the health was a real commodity if you got any kind of healing item you were thanking the heavens so. They give you kind of a lot of like I got a lot of health pickups in this 
in this demo that I was kind of surprised because again, I'm, I picked up 20XX on switch. I, I want to say before the pandemic and I've been kind of tinkering around with it here and there. And I, I remember it being a little bit more difficult with those health items. Yeah, I believe it, but that's part of the challenge too, right? Well, I'm saying 30XX is obviously doing something a little bit different, especially with the look because the original had such a smoothed over design that now it's kind of gone into a little bit more pixel art, which is good. It's good. It's I, I like the way it looks. And that music, that music's a jam every time. <laughs> you can't you can't beat some some hot ass Mega Man music. Honestly, I don't think that it gets enough credit. Like you can go to concerts and stuff for Final Fantasy um what we we saw near yep last year where's my mega man concert because those were the tunes that you'd be humming and singing along with even mario like back in the day yeah you know what i i can imagine that there would be a capcom symphony yeah as you were getting pummeled and punished Mm -hmm. you should have been able to to pick up those tunes because they were going to be stuck in your head every time you had to go fight guts man or cup man or whoever it was and then god if we're gonna pick on mega man and not like pick on mega man but just to talk about it since we're here what what is up with the characters as you got further along like did they just get even lazier what do you mean i i have a i i wasn't a big mega man person growing up and i i I have a controversial take here but uh, the one me- the one Mega Man, the one Mega Man I played is still my favorite, and I believe it was Mega Man Seven. Okay, and uh, they they had Tengu Man, yeah. which is that that four star blade, and that to me is the epitome of cool. That is the coolest of the cool weapons you could have. Okay, well. I always felt like the characters that they started to introduce and and use later in the games, they just felt lazy. Like the way that they would name them, the way that they would introduce them. And even the powers didn't really make sense to me. But, hey man, what are you going to do? I don't even think that blade's called a Tengu. No, I thought the Tengu was just the, the bird man. Oh, you know what? He did have a bird nose. Yeah. So now it makes more sense to me. Okay. But yep, that, yep. that blade is cool. And so is 30XX. I like this game quite a bit. And I probably will continue down this path of, you know, with these roguish games that in a Mega Man form. It just makes sense to me. It's a it's a good idea. Yeah, I agree. I Do you know, because my Switch isn't anywhere near and I, I really shouldn't buy any more games, but if 20XX mm. is on the eShop? I know I'm for sure a you fact have your, uh it is okay. All right. Well, I mean, I bought it on, on Switch. One. I oh. bought it on Switch for sure. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to keep an eye on that one then. Yeah, I I'm would pulling not it up mind, to see if I can uh, get a price on it. But no, 20XX is definitely on there, and I I really like that game. I'm still again putzing around with it. Uh, if you bought it on there, you're not going to be able to get a price, bro. But am I logged in on the website? Oh, give me a price. Give me a price. I was going to say the eShop is notorious for not letting you see how much you paid. <laughs> yep it's not letting me see how much i paid yeah that's fine it's okay yeah i'm sure that it'll hit a sale or when 30xx is released they'll do some type of promotion where you can get both of them yeah and again i'm excited for 30xx i'm gonna keep my eye on this one but for now let's blast into the break my dog is seriously going nuts right now <laughs> all right let's be right back <laughs> Hey news, new phone, who dis? That wasn't even that good. That that was your take on it? Yes, as opposed <laughs> to all I know is you fine as hell. Well, the news is fine as hell, but we don't got much news this week. No, we got a night we got a, a light news week this week. 
first piece of news, they announced the new Smash Bros. characters. We got some Minecraft. We got some Minecraft. How excited are you to have Minecraft characters? I'm like three characters behind in Smash. I got to boot that game up again. I really kind of fell off after they... Who was it? I think it was before... It was right before the Dragon Quest character. No, after the Dragon Quest character. I got him. It was the guy from Three Houses. I didn't get him. but I I haven't downloaded it either. Yeah, I paid for the season pass, and I'll pay for the second one. Because I I think that, like, the content's there. I think that the quality of their product in Smash Brothers is there. And uh, Steve from Minecraft is uh, definitely something that I feel like hits the zeitgeist, especially right now. Minecraft got real big. I don't know if you noticed that, Getty. It's back. It's Mm -hmm. back and big. Yeah, a lot of people are playing Minecraft, especially right now with the pandemic. They're just like, well, I guess we ought to play some Minecraft. So uh, it's a hot time to do it. Uh, like one one of the rumors that I had heard was uh, Tracer from Overwatch, which uh, unanimously everybody in our friend group said, isn't that like three years too late? Right. That would have been mm-hmm. really nice if they had done it like right away. But but like, see, now Minecraft right now being so hot is definitely a, a way to go. And I think it's a it's a good choice to make, especially with like, you know, you can build build a couple blocks, mine stuff out of the ground. You know, use all those different, uh, like, you know, the red red blocks to make a minecart. You have weapons. Funny enough, we all said, hey, it's another sword sword guy. <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah. No, they added way too many sword guys. Now we got another one. And a pickaxe well. guy. <laughs> no, again, the quality's there. The music's there. Because they, they do... The Minecraft music is, I, that's one of my favorite parts about Minecraft is just listening to the music. I've listened to that soundtrack on its own. So having the music, having the stages, it's a good quality product. And I think that this is, this is a good choice. Hey, it's if not, people are, people are going to enjoy it. People are, like you said, if it's blowing up right now, then that's what they need to do. They need to get people more involved because I, I don't know, I fell off the smash wagon a while ago so if this is something that's going to bring me back then yeah go with it it's not a daring choice in any way it's it's a safe pick but it's something i thought it's funnier they had the the you know sakurai the guy behind smash brothers basically kind of complaining about it where he goes nintendo people that came up to me and they said you got to put minecraft in like it's easy like, I could just <laughs> ma- wave a magic wand and all of a sudden he's there. No, it's a lot of work. There's a lot to do. And I don't know why they... It's a, he just, he just kind of started laying it out there in this direct. and It was either funny or uncomfortable, depending on who you were. It's probably a little bit of both, but... Now, Getty, Spider-Man Remastered has a new Peter Parker face. Have you seen this? People seem really upset about this. It's more that I don't know if I needed him to be Tom Holland. I Somebody thought, did, though. Somebody needed I, that. I just thought it was a unique take on the character. I thought it was that Peter Parker looked different than all the other. You know what he looked like? He looked like the first 90s cartoon. You know, this is really kind of weird if you think about it. So by deciding to take this path where they make him look more like Tom Holland, um, Mm -hmm. Aunt May is not Marissa Tomei. No. In this game. So it, I don't know why they decided to do that. I I had nothing wrong or against the way that they approach this game. Obviously uh, they, uh, they have to do the same kind of thing that uh, you do with any of these games. Uh, even with the the Batman Arkham series, you have to take it and examine it separately from the rest of the comic book universe. Yeah. So for them to try and say, hey, look what we did, I, I don't know that I love it. But then again, am I going to replay this game? I doubt it. I think that if I'm playing any Spider-Man in the coming year, it's going to be Miles. Because I haven't played that yet, and I'm excited to see how they're able to use his spider-man abilities uh 
in the same way that we got to see Peter Parker and all of his gadgets. So those of you that maybe aren't familiar, you don't read too much into the comics, Miles actually has some inherent abilities. Uh, he can he can tase people with uh, one of his abilities. I believe that he has a, a mild like cloaking that he can do at times. Yeah. But yep. he's he's different. He's got different spider abilities. So I'll be interested to see how they're able to take the mechanics right now and mm. twist them and manipulate them for his character. Uh, I'm sure that Peter's going to show up during the game, but I don't feel like he's going to play as big of a role, and he shouldn't. I think this is a great opportunity for them to to help people learn more about a character that they don't know much about. Aside from, like, say, the Spider-Verse movie. Yeah, the Spider-Verse movie, which is which was good. It was really good. And I think that we need another one, but it's going to take a while. Well, I'm, I don't know if you've heard about the rumblings of the physical Spider-Verse movies. I've heard the rumblings, but I also thought I saw something today where people yeah. were speculating that... Uh, oh, is that a fact? Is that actually going to happen? I think so. I think that Jamie Foxx Jamie is Fox. playing Electro. Hey, I honestly enjoyed those movies. I don't know that they were the best Spider-Man movies. I, I don't know that in any arc it's been phenomenal. I think that they all have okay, their ups hold on. and downs. We're going to we're going to stop for a second because I do have something to say about this and it's going to be completely sub, uh, aside from any other news on this. But I the comic book collection cataloging that I've been doing for the last couple of weeks <laughs> months I decided yes 2 days ago that I was going to put on the Amazing Spider-Man movies because I just enjoy those films. I like Andrew Garfield. And the news came out as I was watching the, the the second one with Electro, which is hilarious to me. But I did not realize that, again, I like those movies, but they are campy. There yeah. is camp to them. And the way the characters react and the way the the dialogue is written, I kind of remember being like, oh, it's a cool kind of edgier, more ultimates take on the character and blah, blah, blah. But then I watch it again and I'm like, this is actually there's some there's a good amount of camp here. Yeah. There's a good there's a good amount of like cartoonish silly <laughs> things happening that at a certain point I'm just like what what? Like we're is this Toby Maguire again or Yeah, but you remember who directed the Toby Maguire movies. Yes. Yeah, so uh, for it to have like each director has their own shtick that they uh, go with. So uh, I'm not uh, you look at Evil Dead and you look at the first Spider-Man movie, like you can see the elements of the direction in there. Like, yeah, this is this is definitely Sam Raimi. So, I. But I'm saying is know, that I didn't I didn't expect I didn't re I didn't remember there being camp in Amazing Spider-Man one and two. Yeah, and I watched them, and they were goofy as camp. They were campier than I remember. There was kookiness and silliness in the in the dialogue and the way they acted. Yeah, for sure, but. I like I said I've enjoyed uh, all of the Spider-Man well with the exception of Spider-Man 3 that was just too far it was too far yeah. Alex too far. Uh, but I've, I've enjoyed them it's just he because a college student and this looks like Tom Holland as a freshman that's where I kind of take it a little bit less serious but yeah I digress Getty PS4 saves won't come to PS5 okay did no, I need them to? I I did. What's the what's the point of doing these upgrades? I gotta pay extra money to get control over, but I gotta start from the beginning. Like no, that's that sucks. I feel like it wasn't Sony that decided that though. I think you have a, a bigger bone to pick with the uh, <laughs> with control. No, because this is a cross. This is across the board. No PS4 saves will come across. At least it's from well what that. I yeah, but not control. I feel like you're you're being really nitpicky with control here. Well, no, I'm also saying that again about Spider-Man. You said you're not going to replay it, and that's fine. But if, if if you were to get the upgraded version, you're starting from scratch. Yeah, I and would that's like the same the same reason why I'm going to play uh, Persona Five again from scratch if I get a PlayStation Five. 
See, and that's what I'm talking about is an absolute nope. PS4 will stay installed with Persona 5 until I beat that game again and then never again. Really? I think that you could go back for a triple dip. The triple, quadruple, quintuple dip is always on P- P3. P3 was my jam. That's it, Getty. P3 is right. my jam. Well, then that's it for the news. You killed it. I killed the news with my P3 comment, and that'll yep. probably be the title of the episode. <laughs> Your P3 comment? <laughs> <laughs> P3 on E3. Gross. Okay, you know what? I'm out of here. What? No, yeah, let's get out of here. All right, let's uh, take a break, and we'll be back with the backlog. Back with the Backlog Blog, where we play games designed to test your rage with platforming challenges. Getty, you didn't like those platforming challenges, huh? Getty, you brought Doom Eternal. This game is so jumpy, it's not even funny. There's, <clears throat> I, I, I have a, a soapbox that I'm going to get up on here in a little bit, but... Okay. So, Doom was uh, released... The 2016 version, well yep. received. Uh, the gameplay was what you would expect from from Doom. Fast paced, hey, action action oriented, and it was it was fantastic. So Doom Eternal is the long awaited sequel to the the Doom 2016. Now, mm-hmm. it is in some ways a departure from that game, and not in good ways. And not not all in bad ways either. So uh, I was about to say, like all like were they that bad? But they weren't that bad. So okay. it is exactly what you need if you want to play a fast paced first person shooter with lots of gore, lots of violence, and it does test you at times. Hey, who doesn't? Uh, the people that play games on easy. <laughs> <laughs> so. So it, it it is good. They uh, transplanted a lot of the guns over from Doom. They added even more weapons. So in addition to your regular assortment, they also give you a sword in this one mm-hmm. and uh, some kind of upgraded version of the the BFG, which okay. is called the Unmaker. It's kind of like a rapid fire version the attacks aren't as powerful but you can take out a lot more if you're in close quarters um but the, i mean the bfg is overpowered to begin with mm-hmm, yeah. so the story this is where it starts to get like a little aggravating i don't know if i'm aggravated by it i just felt like the story was unnecessary so it, they do like this huge explanation a lot of exposition a lot of you are the doom slayer you've come back to earth and you're gonna kick everyone's ass mm. now how would you describe the temper temperament of doom guy in doom 2016 uh he doesn't he doesn't care about anything just wants everything he, to die he doesn't care about anything and he'll like manhandle robots and he'll just it's wanton slaughter right mm-hmm this is your kinder, gentler Doom guy. Doesn't make a lick of sense. No, it doesn't. So uh, when you find an upgrade robot, you do remove it a little aggressively. Uh, you'll pull on the upgrade to rip it off of his chassis. But you don't, like, mm-hmm. punch it. You're not mean to it. He Obviously, the Doom guy doesn't say anything through the course of the game. But whenever he interacts with people, he's just, he's there. He's, he's not as angry. I don't know that I love it. I feel like you need Doom Guy to be that, like, brazen, I don't give a fuck kind of guy. Yeah. And uh, in some ways he is, but I just felt like it was not, uh, it was not as much fun 
to see him be a dick to every one and everything. Now, you do interact with some of the characters from Doom 2016. Uh, what's his name? Samuel, the guy that is a robot. Samuel Hayden. Yeah, Samuel Hayden. Uh, you do interact with him. Uh, your ship has an AI installed in it, your ship that you take to Earth. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot more to the levels here, too. So in Doom 2016, you were able to like make it through a level pretty quickly. 15, 20 minutes takes you front to back, and you could probably find some of the secrets, too. Yeah, These levels are gigantic. They're at least double the size, if not triple at times, and platforming is essential. They just shove the platforming down your throat. It is disgusting. So you'll have to... These are the things that drive me crazy. So you'll jump... And it's not that I'm bad at platforming, but you jump, you then swing across a bar, double jump, and then double air dash so that you can reach an air dash canister so that you can air dash again before you swing on another set of bars and Mm -hmm. then land and then that'll like boost you somewhere else i don't know that it's necessary you feel like that's that's another feature that was just tacked on without without like a a need like you like the game was fun enough as it is why even why complicate it i think it was excessive there are times when it's like yeah i could see how it might be necessary to get from point a to point b but you're sometimes you're just straight up jumping and the puzzles are designed to make it aggravating. Like, you have to jump, grab onto a wall, look and position yourself so that you can... You're Doom Guy. You're here for one reason. To kick ass. For sure. I, I actually thought about doing the the quote about bubblegum and ass kicking, but... No. The other... Uh, it, I mean, you gotta think that those games are about the excess about how crazy can you make it? Can we add stuff on stuff on stuff? And it seems like they did that, but just too much. And now you're just kind of like, this is over. This is bloated almost. It Also, it, yeah. they also give them the pet rabbit, which I thought was weird. You said you didn't see it, but there was a painting on the ship of this. Which is, I mean, there very well could have been Doom Guy holding a rabbit, but... Uh, the name is Daisy. Yeah, I guess Daisy. I never experienced that in it. There's there's just so much that they tried to shovel into this one. Mm-hmm. I think it took away from the success that they had from Doom 2016. Like you, you felt like adding that much in took this down a notch and made the other one less special? I... I have not played Doom in such a long time. When I picked up 2016, it was so much fun. Uh, the pace of the game was so fast. You felt like you were able to to kill hordes of monsters. I, yeah. I don't know if I mentioned this, but they added an extra life system into Doom Eternal. Really? Yes. So you can collect extra lives so that when you die you come back to life exactly where you are. So your health drops to zero, you're instantly revived to maximum health. Mm. Which I I wasn't present in the other one because there were times when you would die and you'd be like, darn it, maybe if I was a little bit faster, maybe if I managed my my ammo a little bit better. No, this one just straight up like, yeah, we decided that because we made the levels too long, we're just going to throw extra lives everywhere so that when you die, because you're going to die, um, good luck. Yeah, that <laughs> kind of takes away that that takes away from some of it. Just kind of like lo- I heard those levels. Yeah, it can go like out in like an hour at least. Yeah, I would start to explore and I'd be like, oh, I could probably finish this level in like 15, 20 minutes. And then like 45 minutes later, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm halfway through. Who made this level? They're the devil. See, yeah, I, was... I like, again, playing Doom and then be like, I'm going to play one level and then be done. And like now it's like, oh, it's going to take me an hour and a half to get through one level. I don't, I don't, I'm not thrilled. I mean, it still has a lot of promise. The boss fights were fun, interesting. Mm-hmm. They definitely tested you and challenged you. I just, I think that by introducing that extra life system, it it even further took away from some of the magic of, 
you know, having to survive and fight your way through hordes of of demons. Which I don't even understand because you could checkpoint, you can put checkpoints, right? And they do, they do put checkpoints. It's just they they wanted to add this so that I, there are a couple of guys that you'll fight that mm-hmm. are specifically designed to make your life a living hell. Mm. But there was never a point when I was like, I absolutely needed the extra lives in order to beat the game. At a certain point, you have to ask the things that you're adding, do they make the game more fun? Right. And at this point it doesn't, it's, it seems like you're adding stuff just to add stuff and not adding stuff to make it more fun. They added a sword that can kill essentially any demon that you come across. That's Does it make it more fun? That was fun. Yeah. Okay. But the last thing that I want to kind of gripe on with the game, Mm -hmm. if I, so the game was all right. It was a little bit better than average. The the last thing that I want to really gripe on is that it takes away some of the the satisfaction kills that you would get in a high profile game like this. Like in Wolfenstein, you got to like actually, if you wanted to, kill Hitler. In this one, it presents you with three or four scenarios where you're like, oh man, I'm going to get to fire these giant anti-air guns. Nope, the game does it for you. (laughs) You It takes away, it puts you in a cutscene? It puts you in a cutscene instead of allowing you to be the person to pull the trigger. There are a couple of fights at the end. You're like, yeah, I've really like struggled with this fight a bit. I'm so glad that I beat this boss. All right, cutscene. He kills him for you. Like, no, I want to. <laughs> I want to be the person to like stomp out this demon. Like that's yeah. what the whole game is is revolving around is your ability to have these gory kills. Give me that. Okay, so they took away, they took away your, your. It took away your control. It took away what you wanted to do and did it for you, and that's in, not fun. In a couple of cases, so it, it, it's not a bad game. It's it's above average. I'll tell you that. But it's not it's not the standout stellar hit that you cared for and loved in the in twenty sixteen. It was yeah. I would definitely go back and play the other one before I would play this one again. Okay. So that's, And that was Doom Eternal. Yeah, that's my Doom Eternal gripe. Well, you know, again, I prefer when the, the levels are bite-sized and you can play within a short span. Like, what the golf? What the golf, Alex? What the golf is a golf game that is anything but golf. It takes a golf, the golf mechanic where you hold the button, a meter will fill, you point the arrow, and with however much power you want it to, will hit the golf ball towards the hole. Now, Getty, I will tell you that the game, we've talked about this before, but the game, what was that? We have, yeah, I remember. I think Joel brought it to early adopters six years ago when we first started podcasting. I just wanted to bring... Super hot. There's a super hot level. There's a super hot level. Oh, so uh, all right. Uh, the premise for the game is that everything's like a, a different situation. Like sometimes you'll hold your your charge to swing, and it'll actually be the golf club that flies. Yeah, exactly. All right. So what's the super hot level? Lay it on me, Alex. Uh, I just also want to make a comment that uh, Hartwig is streaming. Also, Hartwig is deathly afraid of insects, and a spider crawled up on him midstream. Ooh, I've got a game for him. <laughs> uh, I'm like, no, he said absolutely not. He said, no, he will not play Kill It With Fire. Aww. He said, no, that's not funny. He kind of freaked out in his own panic attack. Um, but he said he did freak out on stream, so he will tell me about that later. Okay, super hot. There are enemies trying to shoot you, and you they don't move. Until you hit the ball. So can you die then? Well, I mean, I mean, you restart the hole, but you okay. have to sh- hit the ball in a way that zigs and zags out of the way of their incoming bullets. Okay, so they're trying to shoot the ball. Yeah. Okay. You are the ball. You you are the ball. You are the ball. Can and you so hit them and kill them? 
Yes, you can. There is one level where you have to hit what, hit a person before they shoot you, <laughs> okay. and they shatter. And then at the end, it says "super golf, super golf." <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the way to do it. Yeah. So there was that one. There, I'm right now currently hitting the Guitar Hero levels, where the ball is on the track and you have to hit it. And whenever you hit it. Like, say you hit it left, it'll just hop over into the next track. And so whenever the keys are coming in, you have to have the ball on that track. All right. So that's pretty good. Um, there, There's just been a lot of creative levels that I found make me each time just think like, wow, this is pretty, this is pretty out there. They did, they did Meat Boy, Super Meat Boy. Okay. That was, so whenever you hit the ball, he jumps and he would like slide up and down the wall. So that was pretty fun. There's just it's just they're really coming up with creative ways to take the take indie games or any other game really again with this Guitar Hero level and really kind of changing it and putting the golf game on its head and making it fun and different and each I, I come back, I will play a full set of levels to get towards the end of the game. But I I'm never like, well, I'm just going to play this golf. I'm always like, what is this next? Let's see what's happening next. I want to see what's new, what's exciting, what's different. They're going to surprise me with. And each time I am surprised with what they're doing. So do you know if they're putting out additional level packs that they've developed or that they wanted to add on after they played something fun or, or kooky that they felt good enough about to bring into the game? Or is this like done, done? I think it's done, done for right okay. now, at least. I haven't heard anything else. But the thing is, though, is that once you beat a level, they will then, you can go back to that same level and do it with a par. If you do it within par, which they give you a number now, then you can go back and click on that level again, and it's a completely new level. So they kind of trick you into like, beat this level on hard mode. Great. Now, here's a completely unlocked new level that's even right. harder. So they have built. Like those super hot levels, I didn't go back and do their hard modes to find out what their bonus super hot levels are, but they exist, and so there's more to it than that. And that's kind of what I mean is that you can play the game, beat it, and then come back, and there's still all those levels that is basically double the size of the game. That's awesome. That seems like it yeah. could keep you going for a while. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually a surprisingly large amount of content. And just to, like, to beat the game, I would probably say it's... Roughly, I want to say six hours or so. I've been going again for a couple, like at least a month or two, just every once in a while, popping in, doing a, a world and then getting out. So there's a lot of content there. And I think what the golf is uh, for the price point, a definite uh, worthy purchase. So I did want to bring that up that I'm still having fun with that. But pew, pew, pew. Secret area <laughs> unlocked. There you go, Getty. I did it. Yeah. Quick, let's move on to one last thing. Uh, one last what? thing where we give one last sentence, one last statement, sending us into the weekend, you the listener, to the weekday. For me, I had pre-purchased and now it just, I got the notification that it just unlocked Ease. Ease, uh, what is that, Ease Original? What was the, I don't know. Uh, what is this? Where did, you, what, where did you purchase it? What is it? Uh, Ease Origin on Switch. That's your one last I, thing? What is it, Alex? What is this game? I'm too lazy Ease? to check. You don't know what Ease is? No. Okay, Ease is that game. It's Y-S. It's oh, okay. And it is a JRPG that's a complete and utter, utter blind spot to me. I have... N- it, there are... I want to say three blind spots, really, in JRPGs and their Wait, histories. Wait, were you allowed to buy this? Isn't your birthday coming up? Shouldn't Beth have gotten you this? She got me 3D Mario. Yeah, collection. but but your birthday. It's fine. So oh, wait, so blind spots. I played all the. I played. I've not all, but I've played most of Breath of Fires. I've played. An, I've now played a Dragon Quest, so that's no longer a blind spot. I you know I've played all like all the Final Fantasies, uh, Wild Arms, all the Wild Arms, uh, Suikoden's. Was it Xenogears? What about that Neo Kuni uh, game? Played both Neo Kunis. You did? How are those? I'm trying to think. 
Dra- uh, what's it? Uh, Legend of Dragoon. Dude, don't mess with Legend God. of Dragoon. Three of the Deskayas. Most of the again, more of the most of the Square Enix catalog, Star Ocean, all of that, and all. And Ease was one of the series that I have never ever touched. All right. Then the so other one is a uh, Trails of Trails of Cold Steel. And you play that game and you get back to us because that's what this podcast is about: telling me about games I'm probably not going to play. Getty, do you have any JRPG blind spots? I'm sure, but that's. It's going to take forever to fill it. I'm still trying to make it through Tokyo Mirage Sessions. F.E. Sharp. uh, Shit, there's another word in there. This is your third (laughs) Shin Megami Tensei game. I know. Wait, do we get to count uh, Persona Persona 5 5 twice? twice? (laughs) I guess. I guess. So that'll be your fourth. God, that's so much content. Can I just like take a vacation from the podcast to play persona 5 royal again a third time or second time it would be a second uh, time Getty, what's that. your one last thing oh god i don't have joel as a buffer this time so i extra have to dog it um i feel like i want to finish darksiders 3 this weekend but i don't think i'm halfway through it I think I'm probably only like 25% into it. Okay. And I, I, I actually... I, I own it. Yeah. I'm enjoying it so far. Okay. I didn't realize that the premise was that you have to kill the seven deadly sins. So Ooh. I have only defeated two. But I've ran into another two. So hopefully like this weekend I can down another two and maybe before the end of October I can cycle back and and report back in about it. I am excited to see that artwork. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Madeira. Madeira. Yeah. I absolutely just love the Darksiders series. Even with the yeah. problems that Genesis had, it was still a Darksiders game. So it was a lot of fun to play through. Nah, again, for me, the artwork. That artwork, those comic books, that guy, that guy's other, like, he did another game, he did another comic book series, he did Spider-Man, all that stuff. I'm, I'm all in. Yeah, I'm, Battle Chasers is the shit. I love that game. Hell yeah. I, I found seven of those issues. God, they're so hard to find in real life. Again, we got some. And that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where Getty, the listeners, by the time this comes out, they will have already seen Kevin Hartwig at the end of his Metal Gear saga. It has been a year. May 2019, he started Metal Gear Solid 1. We're still going. I think he's got one last episode. You had reminded me that there's a whole lot more content there. So I don't know if he's going to finish it next week, but we're going to try. He's going to have to push through. So with that, I think also we're going to try to do some spooky streams. I know I want to play a little bit of Alien Isolation on stream and maybe some Alan Wake, considering that you played quite a bit of it already. I finished it. I want to. I would go back and play it again. That's a lot of fun. Or, I forgot. Just I go do and do American Wasteland. American, American Nightmare. Wasteland's Tony Hawk. American So we got some spooky streams coming up. We have my article about Necrobarista and Grieving. And we got some more reviews coming as well as there is going to be a bonus Halloween episode. We have been given a due date. NPR, our harsh mistresses. If you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is superggradio at gmail.com and provide a review on iTunes or the JRPG of your choice. Thanks for listening. GG Getty. GG Alex. Good night, everybody.